Hello, and thank you for tuning in to a special bonus episode of Love What I Love. Today we're going to do a very stupid topic that made me giggle when I thought of it, and now it's an episode because that's what I have the power to do. Today we have a special guest returning, the man who showed us that there is a secret entry to the Fast and Furious franchise that we didn't even know about, so therefore he will always be in the family. We got David Simon. Uh, you know, happy to be here again. Yeah, welcome happy, back. Happy, happy to be a proud card-carrying member of the family. <laughs> awesome. Last time you brought such a good, serious movie that, you know, some would call a piece of film, so I thought it would only be right to bring you back and talk about something stupid. Uh, you know... <laughs> I'll admit, I still haven't listened to that uh, recording we did. Yeah, you were the only guest who has not listened to the episode that they were on. But you've listened to every other episode, so it's not that you're not a fan of the show, you're not a fan of you. I've listened to every (laughs) other one, and some of the ones that I enjoy the most are the silly ones, where you're just laughing and having a good time, and I'm like, damn, I wish I had a good time (laughs) instead of talking about all those uh, serious Uh, matters and stuff. No, we'll we'll make it happen this time. So Maybe. Today we are going to do a list that I made up that hopefully no one else has ever thought of, but it is, it's been a long time. It's 2021. I'm sure someone might have. We're doing top five part fours. So we're looking at franchises that have at least four entries in movies, and we're going to talk about what we think are the best ones that have done it in part four. Like I said up top, I definitely riffed this in a random moment of talking and didn't think it out too much, but I do like this because there's a thousand movie trilogies out there a lot of franchises make it to three so i figured if we did top five part threes we're gonna talk about movies everyone's talked about they'll be your star wars is your lord of the rings is blah 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 way to make it hard for me yeah wanted to make it hard and then if you go five or up it makes it real hard so i think four was a nice sweet spot there's just enough franchises but a lot of fours do suck so we're gonna be you know we're talking about our favorites here but we're not talking about high art by any means we're talking about like ones we like so we're gonna you know what i mean yeah I mean, you know, you're saying ones we like, and when you first mentioned this uh, idea to me, I got really excited thinking about all these movies that I know have part fours, but then I started actually thinking about it, and I realized I don't think I've seen a lot of them, and then when I started looking into them, I realized I didn't really like many of the part fours that were available for me for this list, so... No, I had I had similar you, uh, problems, and I knew the one thing that was going to piss us both off is, you know, it's no secret of our love of Fast and Furious. We both think Fast and Furious 4 is the worst oh, in the yeah. entire franchise. Every time I rank, every time my list changes and new one comes out, it stays on the bottom. Yep, yeah, I mean, I just did my franchise deep dive uh, with Dave McGrath, and it was, yeah, mine was right at the bottom. So what we immediately eliminated was might be our favorite franchise. <laughs> I don't know, I thought it was kind of hard and fun. I knew I was going to have a little bit easier time because I like trashy slasher movies more than you do. So I think I've just seen more part fours. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think we can commence. Uh, We're going to start at top five. We'll each give ours. If we have any overlap, we're just going to talk about it the first time they come up. If we bring it up the second time, we'll just kind of, you know, breeze past it or say something that if you forgot you wanted to say. Keep it easy. So we're going to start with number five. All right, David, you're a guest for this one. I will let you go first. Well, I guess I'll have to set it off. Yeah. And um, I had my top four pretty much picked out yeah. for a week or so. And then I kept wrestling with that number five and trying to figure out how I wanted to go with it. And, uh, you know, I ended up choosing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Ooh, the dream. The, the, the dream master. Master, yeah, yeah, Not yeah. Not to be confused with the dream warriors. No, I love the dream warriors. I think uh, you... When I, I'd never seen uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and you were the first person to kind of get me into it. I love and those movies. You told me not to watch them all, but you gave me a few select movies, and I think that was one of them was uh, The Master. No, Warriors. it was, so 
I think I, I think they're all worth watching. They're all inventive. Some uh, some are worse than others. Changing the no changing no I'm not story. changing no no I'm telling you. But I always tell people if you want a perfect horror trilogy with a nice ending that's great, part one, part three, and then New Nightmare, which is part seven. Mm. If you watch those three, oh they go together so good like butter. The other ones are, are some good ones, and I do like four a lot, but it's actually not on my list. But Ooh. that's awesome you picked four. Yeah. So have you seen it recently or at all? Or Yeah, I've seen it recently. and well, I mean, obviously you picked it. <laughs> have you seen it at all? That was a stupid-ass question. You know what? <laughs> it's um, not the best movie in the franchise, but it's fun and silly. There's uh, some good moments in it that I enjoy. There's one... The, uh, the classic invisible karate fight. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, I love that shit. From what I saw is they were running out of money in the budget. Yeah. And so I'm trying to remember the director's name, but he's fam- he went on to be a famous director. He's from Europe. He made Die Hard 2. Uh, I'm blanking on it. Um, I might have to look it up in a minute, but I don't want to do it while I'm talking. Right. Um, but yeah, from I mean, I, if you don't mind if I hijack it, just because I've watched please, all the documentaries and shit. You, uh, you've got um, to take, take it over. Yeah, they brought him on because uh, I believe he did a lot of music videos, and they were just like, you know, half of these movies are music videos. These kills are just elaborate set pieces with special effects and light, crazy lighting and all that. And so they brought this dude in, and like he didn't even really like. He wasn't too concerned with like the lore and mythology. He just wanted to make crazy dream sequences, and I think this right. guy succeeded because this one has some oh, of yeah. the wildest dream sequences. There's definitely some fun moments right there. And it's also got the craziest way Freddy gets resurrected, where in a dream a dog goes to where they buried Freddy, which already doesn't make sense because they buried him in the real world in the last movie. Dog goes to his grave, lifts up his leg, and then pees a stream of fire right onto his grave, and then the fire expands and Freddy rises from the ground. Oh, no go. explanation. Doesn't make any fuck uh, bananas, but I love it. It's it what that, why that series is awesome. He's, he's Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the Dream Master. I almost picked it, but I had to. Uh, I had to keep it off. But nice. But that I mean, was like your. That was like your ten. That was like you said you had a top four, and then five you kind of tacked on. Yeah, five. Because I, I made you pick five. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. There's some honorable mentions I had. I don't know if you want to. Uh, I think we'll do that at the end or right before part one. Fair enough. Yeah, because we'll see if we say our honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I do. I got a couple up. honorable mentions too. Yeah. Then there and there's one scene in that movie I've always loved. It's uh, nothing to do with Freddy killing anybody, uh-huh. but again with Rick doing his karate. Oh, I love Rick's the, karate. The song "Drama uh, Anything Anything" by Dramarama comes on. It uh-huh. Doesn't really go with the scene, but I love it. It doesn't. It's great. It doesn't. And I've seen that actor talk about that where he yeah. didn't know a lick of karate, <laughs> and so he was so embarrassed with like he, every time he sees that scene. He's like, I can't even look at myself because oh, I know it's not good karate. That's what like, makes it so good. <laughs> I know. This is how cringy. But his character is like a karate, like not expert, but someone yeah. who loves karate. Just taking out his uh, oh, shit teen so angst. Funny. Yeah. And then Fuck the, you, Dad. I like the twist that I'm not the twist, but like the kind of angle of that movie was the one girl was the dream master. So every time her friends got killed, she got their essence. Right. So like when Rick dies, she then knows karate. And then when her gymnast friend dies, she's a Just gymnast. Absorbing all yeah, the it's wild. Yeah, it's a fun way to fight Freddy. And somehow the um the girl from I forget her name from Dream Warriors somehow sends the Dream Master her powers through Freddy's body. Yeah, yeah, when she dies. Yeah. Because it was Patricia Arquette in the third one, but they recast her Tuesday night later in the fourth one. So I was always bummed about that. I was like, "Ah, I love Patricia Arquette. (laughs) How about you? All right, so mine, I'm sticking with the slasher genre, Halloween 4. Ooh, you're putting that at 4. Yeah, at 5. At 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween 4 at 5. Halloween, oh, I can go all day. Just in broad strokes, Halloween's my favorite horror movie. John Carpenter is probably my favorite filmmaker. Can never beat Halloween. I think the franchise is great. Put it at five, though, because compared to the other fours, it's not my favorite. I, so I think Halloween 4 is a good one, but the other fours I have on here, I think, are higher. 
Like, of all the other movies, I think their four is higher on the list. I don't think uh, four is one of the best Halloweens. I thought this was going to be your number one, actually. Whoa, you thought this was my number one. I, uh, yeah, I just, that, I thought you are like, I know how much you love Halloween. Love Halloween. I think Halloween four is great. I think it's, like, right in the middle. You love Halloween, you love Boy Meets World. <laughs> both together. Oh, yeah, I forgot that, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Daniel Harris was in Boy Meets yeah, World. Yeah, yeah. Dude, when you told me that, because I've seen her play that character. Right. Was it TK? TK? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. her name. Yeah, Harley Kinda's little sister. <laughs> All right. If you weren't born in, if you weren't, if you didn't grow up in the '90s, then none of that'll make sense. You could just pretend we didn't say it. But uh, yeah, love Halloween four. You know, Halloween three is fucking sick. The with the shamrock mask. Oh, the one that yeah, the one that's not Michael so, Myers. I, I was thinking about it. Halloween four is kind of like a Halloween three in terms of the Michael Myers story. But in the yeah in the greater scheme of the franchise, it's still ho- you got to call it Halloween. Oh four. yeah, it's in the title. But yeah, right. I see what you mean. It is the third Michael Myers movie. It was a good return to form. Love Daniel Harris, and I do think it has probably the best ending after the first movie's ending. Um, oh yeah. So even though it's not my favorite sequel, I think no sequel has a better ending than this one. You know what I'm talking so about? The um. Oh yeah, it is great. Yeah, the, the, I almost Dr. don't. Lo- yeah, I love Doctor Loomis's freak out. I know. Yeah, I almost want to keep it there just in case you haven't seen it and All you right. might be interested in the future. Yeah, but I love the freak out. Yeah, freak out. Yeah, just Fantastic. know that uh, you know my, it's got my certification of the second best <laughs> Halloween ending. You'll never beat the first. No I'm one's also a-, a fan of the beginning. Which part? What's the, what do you mean by the beginning? The uh, the whole ambulance scene. Oh, when he breaks out of the ambulance yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that was pretty. Dude, wow, putting a thumb through the guy's forehead. Definitely classic, Michael. <laughs> uh, but no, Daniel Harris. She was such a good actress in it, and she brought. Like, just so much heart to it. Where normally in these slasher movies, there's not good main characters. Oh, yeah. She was a great child actor. Yeah, she was so good, and you actor. fell for her. And, like, it was, you know, the first time they were doing it without Jamie Lee Curtis, too. So that was also hard. You know, because, again, Halloween 3 was different. Right. But I like the way that they were able to um, continue telling this, the same story from the first two movies without the same actors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, you, you still had Donald Pleasance, which I think, like, was... He, he ties it all. Oh, he's he the hard... It. He's kind of... Yeah. Uh, aside from Michael Myers and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, after, I've always seen him as, like, the heart of the film. Yeah, that's why after part six, they have they went back to leaning on Jamie Lee Curtis, because once he died, they were like, now Jane, now she carries the franchise. Right. And when you don't have her, you get the Busta Rhymes one, and that's a problem. Uh, there's <laughs> something to be said about Kung Fu fighting Busta Rhymes. Oh, I'll watch it. I got it on my DVD <laughs> shelf, but I'm saying... It's, it's, not, it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> Uh, no, the Halloween 4, just sum it up, yeah, I like it a lot, I'm not gonna rank them now, but it's somewhere in the middle for me, high middle, like closer to the top, but not my favorite Halloween. Alright, All right. I can uh, accept that, yeah. I accept this. Alright, David Simon, let me get your top 4. Funny enough, I think we're gonna save a little time here, because my top 4 choice is your fifth choice. You picked Halloween 4? I picked Halloween 4. Uh, we were gonna have some overlap, folks, there's not yeah. a lot of good part 4s out there. <laughs> Um, solid, solid. Yeah, there's no way. So, I don't think we need to recap it. We literally no, just talked about it. All right. It's good. So, I have some other ones that I like a little more that, right. for me personally, hold higher uh, esteem, higher, higher Hall- esteem, higher places. Since you won't be on the franchise deep dive, which Halloweens do you think? Are you like, if you had to pick like your three favorites, I don't even know if you've seen them all, but three just if you, if you had to pick like, I don't know, or yeah. um, I guess the first one is great, so I'm gonna have to put that in. Yeah, I'd have to kick you out of this house if you said you didn't put the first one. <laughs> I guess maybe one, two. I don't remember. I don't remember. F- oh well, I lied. The best Halloween is the one with Paul Rudd. Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah, it's not true, but I'll give it to you. It's not true, I, but I'll give it. No, to you. no, no. I feel you. It's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's all good. I just thought I didn't know if you had him on the ready. If you were like, I love one. I love four. You know, or like I need, yeah. I need, I need a little refresher need before refresher, I gave you a real enough. answer. All right, no doubt. And upset other people out there. All right, so my four again. Gotta love these slasher movies. 
We're going Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. I was thinking about putting that one on my list. Oh, it didn't make it? Didn't make it. Interesting. Oh, I thought I thought maybe it would have been on yours for sure. Mm. This, so the reason, I love Halloween more than Friday the 13th almost all the time. Like, I'll almost always want to watch a Halloween movie more than a Friday the 13th movie, just my opinion. But when it comes to Friday the 13th movie, I think part four is probably my favorite one. Really? So I think out of all 12 movies, I think... For me, this is the one I like to watch the most and think. Was, what about was it best. makes it your favorite? Right off the bat, like I we say with these movies, usually the cast suck. This movie, you got Crispin Glover and Corey Feldman right off the bat. So you got two great actors in it. Right. Corey Feldman in his prime, like right around the Goonies, what, uh, uh, what, yeah, Lost Boys this? era. This was like... Um... I want to say 86. Okay. No. No, they came out every year. 84. 84. Because they came out once a year. So the first one was 80. So yeah, it was 84. Um, so yeah, he wasn't quite the name yet because he didn't come back for part five because he was busy making the Goonies. So I know he like blew up right around this time. Gotcha. Like, like he's like, I'm going to go with Spielberg. I'm not going to do your movie, but oh, I love this one so much. This is the one where, so Jason doesn't get his hockey mask until part three. So part three is kind of the first one where we're starting to get the, the, the Jason I, that everybody knows. Yeah. The idea of what the franchise is now, this one just gets us one step closer to there. I don't know the gentleman's name who plays Jason, but he's, for the first time ever, he's hulking and real big, and I kind of like that in my Jason. He's kind of like, when, he, when he's over uh, Corey Feldman, he's scary as hell. Right. Um, so I, li- I like the Jason, I like the characters. I think the teens are all kind of well-defined in a sense where, I never believe that the teens in these movies are actually friends, because they're always like w- one stereotype. You know, it doesn't, it's always it's like a, one nerd, one hot role. girl, one right. jock, and it's like, why are the five of you going out? Um, but... <laughs> They were all ashamed to see each other in school. Yeah, but, but they only go out in summer. Lose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. But outside of that nonsense, I actually like all the characters. Of just They're not annoying to watch. And in a slasher movie, I know in another movie, that's not high praise. In a slasher movie, that is high praise because you're not getting great dialogue. Oh, yeah. But Crispin Glover is so good. The, uh, top priority. Um, Tom Savini, I believe, is still doing the effects at this point. One of the last times he's doing it. So the kills are absolutely phenomenal. Crispin Glover getting a corkscrew through the hand and the machete into the face is mm. fantastic. Um, and then, just like I said with Halloween 4, the ending is amazing. It's called the final chapter because it was meant to be the last installment at the time. So they definitively kill Jason at the end of this movie. That's always yeah. nice when they do that and you yeah. do something to And what I like about it. the continuity, it's pretty cool because I don't really care about spoiling these as much as the end of Halloween 4. But they kill Jason at the end of this one, like definitively, like Corey Feldman chops him to bits with a fucking machete and it's fantastic uh then part five imposter jason so he's still dead jason's not in that movie at all part six is when he gets resurrected and comes back as an unhuman unkillable zombie which is what we then get for the rest of the movies all right so it's like it actually like it's like the end of an era so how uh, friday the 13th one two three and four feel a certain way and then as we get more they get a little more modern they just feel different seems like friday the 13th is able to reinvent itself yeah, a it little w- more between movies than Halloween. I don't even know about reinventing itself. It's more, I think once it became such a, a worldwide sensation, it became self-aware, and then the movies tried to be funny and be like make fun of itself. And the first four are a little special because it's before that ever happened. They're right. just like trying to make good movies, you know what I mean? Okay. So that's why I think, I think it's the best Jason movie. I also like six a lot, and one is really good, and two is really good. So I like, I like a lot of them, but I think four is my favorite. So Halloween... I think it's better, but Friday 4 is better than Halloween 4. Okay. That's my that's my part 4. I'll take it. All right. All right, Dave, we're going to go back to you for your number 3.
we're staying in the uh, theme of the 80s. Seems like most of these part fours that are actually good came out. <laughs> Seems the 80s like it, for yeah. Some reason. I guess so. And this is um, one of the quintessential 80s movies, in my opinions. Uh, I'm going to go with Rocky Four. Rocky Four. It uh, may be an unpopular opinion, but it's probably my favorite Rocky film. Whoa, that's great. That's yeah. crazy. Actually, you know, like one is one is really good. I love one. One could like make you cry, but like yeah. the rest of them are just awesome to watch. Four is for me. I guess the soundtrack. I really oh. love the training montage. I, and... Yeah, I think it's most fun for me. I would, yeah. I would give it if someone's like, "Yo, let's put on Rocky right now." I'd be like, four. Rocky Four. But it's not. very watchable. Yeah, it's very watchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta give it. It's in my honorable mentions, so for it's not on my list, but it's it was gonna be mentioned. You know, in my opinion, I think if it wasn't for that movie, Flavor Flav, Bridget Bridget Nielsen might have never, never happened. Might never have happened. That's that's a timeline I don't want to go down. That's that's scary. No flavor of love. Gotta have Flavor Flav. No Bridget Nielsen York. together. If it wasn't for Rocky Four. <laughs> Public Enemy might have broke up if that didn't happen. Could have happened very yeah. well. Who knows? Chuck D could have switched, switched genres and became a country artist. Anything oh. could have happened in this, in this timeline. <laughs> and time? I don't want to explore it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rocky Ford is fucking... Dude, training in the, sn- the, the snow. We we'd never have a crime-sniffing nose on Dolph Lundgren's body. Yeah, yeah exactly. If it wasn't for Rocky Ford. <laughs> no, yeah, we wouldn't have a lot of things. We wouldn't have probably... Up there with an offer you can't refuse and all that shit is the quote, happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> We've got to have it. you got to have it. I wonder if that robot is still out there somewhere. Oh, just man. Endlessly. Just looking for Polly. Looking for Polly. You know how he's dead in the movies, like in the storyline? They should have, like, in right. Creed 3. Like, they just, like, open an old closet and the <laughs> robot's just like, where's Polly? Batteries barely hanging on. <laughs> or, or just once a year, like Uncle Iroh, he goes to Polly's grave and sings a song. <laughs> and cries a single robot tear yeah. down the LED screen. And then at the end, he puts it down and he goes, happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> that's that's what that robot maybe maybe does. The, maybe Polly's grave is right next to Adrian's grave. <laughs> yeah. So Rocky and the robot go together. They bring the little chair and they then the newspaper the and, then, and they chat. <laughs> <laughs> the robot's like, "No one's loved you like me, Polly. <laughs> Please come home. Please. <laughs> Do robots have a soul? <laughs> yeah." <laughs> I understand those Philip Dick novels now. <laughs> I don't know if the joke made sense. Yeah, it made sense to me. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, every- dude. But Rocky Four. Ah, I love the the training, the 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 futuristic uh, the- Russian training versus him in the in the snow, oh, like yeah, like uh, old gritty school. Getting spied on by the KGB. Yeah, he's he's taking he's taking drugs. Rocky's Rocky's doing Rock- one-handed Rocky- push-ups, chopping wood. Ah, so good. Fantastic. And dude, I mean. The death of Apollo Creed. Death of Apollo Creed. That's right. Dude, that that living in America sequence when he comes out dancing is it's fantastic. James Brown. That yeah. Great, oh, James uh, Brown. Yeah, he's, I forget he's in the movie. He's I thought they just three, I thought they just played the song. He's in oh the movie. no, he's in the whole movie. Yeah. 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 In the whole, movie. the whole movie. You didn't see him that whole time. Yeah, he's there he's cheering Rocky on at the end. He's there in Russia. He's got the fur coat on. <laughs> he's like, "Go on, Rocky, you super bad." <laughs> no, but um, yeah, the movie picks up right where part three ends. Yeah, yeah, for with sure. The, uh, Oh, yeah, they went their little bow. They each get their little black eyes or whatever happens. I already forgot what happened, but don't we learn in Creed 1 who won that? Oh, also, we'd never have Creed if it wasn't for Rocky IV. That's true. Yeah. We would have just had more movies with uh, Carl Weathers. That's right. Which, honestly, that's not a bad timeline. Yeah, that's the timeline I will explore. If there's anyone (laughs) who knows how to make a stew. 
Yeah. <laughs> still going. All right. All right. So what was your third choice? So my number three, I'm getting out of the horror genre for a second. I might come back. Uh, I'm going with Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh. Now, Ooh. that's a series I have no familiarity, Ooh, familiarity no with. no familiarity. Oh, no, man. I've never seen any of the Mission Impossible that's... movies. Ooh, interesting. I, I don't know. even know how I can tell you why this one's good, then. This well, one... You could give me a... You could give it a try. Yeah. So... Mission Impossible is a long-running series, but up until Ghost Protocol, what was dope about it was every movie was helmed by a different director who was kind of like either an auteur or just made very specific choices. Like, you know what I mean? Not a director who plays ball, like does their kind of movie. Okay. So part one's Brian De Palma. Feels 100% like a Brian De Palma movie. Part two is John Woo. It is unmistakably a John Woo movie. Doesn't even feel like the first movie. Like, they're not worried mm. about making sequels. Is that the one with that famous scene he goes down on the rope? Well, that's from the first one. That's, that's like the original one. one. Okay. But there's a lot of doves in part two, so you know it's John Woo. Oh, is that the one with the... That's the one with the Limp Bizkit or Metallica song? Oh, yeah. The, there's some kind of new metal. But, the, uh, yeah, uh, the mountain climbing. The mountain climbing, yeah. yeah. The, the free, uh, uh, free soloing. Free, free yeah, solos <laughs> the free up the mountain. Sol- totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, I'm not familiar, familiar with the movies themselves. I do know a lot of the stunts in the movies. Yeah. Just from being impressed with Tom Cruise's ability... To do them all himself. Yeah, and that's really that's that's grown with the series. But um, just uh, to get back to what I was saying, so yeah, two's John Woo, part three is J.J. Uh, Abrams. So it's hundred percent feels like it feels like the Star Trek two thousand nine kind of like a very. It's actually my favorite one is is part three. Interesting. Um, and then part four is Brad Bird, who is actually his first live action movie. But he was kind of a he did like The Incredibles. He did a lot of Pixar stuff. Um, gotcha. I can't. He's done something else real big. Iron Giant, I think he did. So he was an animation guy, and he went into live action for Ghost Protocol. And this one is so inventive and fun. It's just th- this is the one where the big stunts first begin. So this is the one. Um, I always I'm gonna fuck up the name of it, but he climbs that building that isn't called Wiz Khalifa, but it's called like the Bridge Khalifa or something. Oh, the Burj Khalifa. Burj Khalifa. There it is. I always sound like an idiot. I always think of Wiz Khalifa when I hear it. But yeah, he climbs the Burj Khalifa in this one. And one, there's like little things about these, this this movie that I think makes it more fun than the other ones. And I think the coolest thing of it is they have all these crazy gadgets that spy ha- spies have that don't exist. You know, wild ass mm-hmm. shit. And during every sequence, they always break down. And it puts them in a real tight spot every time. And that doesn't happen in any of the other, any other movies. Tom, uh, when Ethan Hunt throws a thing that's supposed to do a thing, it does the thing. thing. This one, he's like, I got these gloves. They're amazing. They're going to let me climb up this building. And he climbs up the building like Sp- Spider-Man. Halfway through, one glove dies and breaks off. Now he's only got one hand. So it's kind of like they uh, they lost a the big chunk of their budget this year. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like just, IMF did. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had to cut a lot of corners. They're like, oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly you what it's like. shouldn't have skipped on the building climbing gear. <laughs> Uh, they also did the smart thing of making this one um, a full-fledged team movie. So, Ving Rhames is in all of them. So, you got Ving Rhames. He's on the team. All right. Uh, actually, gonna... wait. No. This is the one where Ving Rhames takes a back seat. Does he? Yeah. He's only, in the, he's only in the last scene to kind of be like, don't forget about me. But you got Jeremy Renner joining the team. You got uh, Simon Pegg gets upgraded. He's the he's the computer guy in part three, but he gets upgraded to a field member in this one. Okay. Um Got a badass chick on the team. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. And um, uh, yeah, it's just so inventive and it's paced perfectly. Like they have the stunts in perfect order. I think it's one of the best action movies of the decade. And 
I'm not going to go into it right now because we'll do it in future podcasts, but I do think part three edges it out a little bit more storyline-wise, and Philip Seymour Hoffman as the villain makes it amazing. Ghost Protocol's villain is a little iffy, okay, but um, highly recommend it. And because these movies don't really follow continuity until the latter three, you actually could jump right in on four and you'll most likely be fine. That's like, like cool. As long as you know that Ethan Hunt is a spy and that Ving Rhames is his buddy, nothing else nothing really like, carries over. He's got a different boss. Really matters. Yeah, he's got a different boss every movie. Sometimes it's Alec Baldwin, sometimes it's Lawrence Fishburne. They just get, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not it's not a very continuity-heavy series. Fair enough. So if you start at uh, Ghost Protocol, you would have a great time. figure one of these days I'll probably get around to watching them all. Sometimes it's nice to have something in your back pocket that you know. Oh, yeah, that you just know like it'll be like a, one a, of those. a fun thing to explore through exactly. and just spend some time on. Yeah. I love that shit. I mean, dude, yeah. I'm watching The Sopranos for the first time in my life, as you know. Oh, and yeah. like the reason that's I haven't a... started till now is because I, I liked having wanna... one great show in my pocket. So that's a, that's like... a good one to have to get to finally go through. Yeah, so when this is over, I'll go into a TV show, Depression, because to... I won't have a great show in my pocket anymore. I'm kind of watching it for the first time vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You to experience it all over again as you see what's uh, happening. But that's for our side, side, side show called uh, I Watch Sopranos. No, yeah. <laughs> all oh. right, D- David Simon, we're down to the bottom two. My number two yeah. is a very fun movie, I happen to think. All right. And again, it may be the unpopular opinion where this is my favorite in the franchise, but not everybody's favorite. Yeah. I'm going to go with National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. Whoa. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Never saw it. Never saw it. Never saw it. No, it's... um. I've seen the, I've seen the trilogy, even though it's not a trilogy. Thing. I've seen the three a lot. All right. I've never seen Vegas. Wow. Vegas is a very fun one. I, I'll try to explain it without giving too much away because yeah, exactly. there are some fun moments in it. Would you call it your favorite or is it just oh. one you like a lot? No, it's definitely my my favorite of all the Vegas oh, or of all the really? family vacation movies. More than movies. Christmas. More than Christmas. Christmas is like my top. There's a there's a lot of Christmas movies out there. <laughs> that's true. There's not a lot of Vegas. Eh, there there are a lot of Vegas. That's true. Movies I, was about to be like, I, I, was like, I couldn't even get to the sentence before I realized I was full of shit. I was like, ah, there's a lot of Vegas movies. <laughs> uh, they've been doing them since uh, forever. Yeah, but you get Randy Quaid in it again. Randy Quaid is living. Cousin in, Eddie's in it. Cousin Eddie's living uh, out in Vegas. I didn't know that. You got um a bit of an older Rusty and. Did anybody notably notable play uh, play them? Like I know sometimes you get uh you got some like uh, Jonathan uh what the fuck's his name the dude from Big Bang Theory and Roseanne Johnny Galecki Jimmy Galecki what's his name something Galecki the dude that he's in uh, he's one of the Rusties which I want to uh I think it might be uh oh, it's Christmas he's in Christmas oh wow yeah but not they're yeah. not always famous like the one from uh European Vacation who, like didn't isn't anybody who's like super famous that's why they just like keep replacing them. I think they did it as a joke. It started off as uh, Anthony Michael Hall was too famous and didn't want to come back. Mm. And so they just decided, wouldn't it be funny if every time we do this... Actually, Ethan Embry Oh, wow. From a uh, 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 90s movie. Not not uh, She's All That. The other one. What's that other can't one? Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. Yeah, Can't Hardly Wow. Yeah. And um, he's also in a show called Sneaky Pete. Oh, on, yeah. um, I don't... I've, I haven't seen it. Pretty fun show. Is it? Yeah, I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen it out there. I just haven't watched it yet. Right. Yeah, so he plays Rusty, and who's it? Marisol Nichols plays Audrey. Oh, okay, cool. And I'm not sure. Big Mama's house too. That's fine. <laughs> Wait, uh, so uh, why? Scream two. So this is your favorite, huh? This is my favorite. Even over vacation. 
Yeah. You know, there's a, if you've ever seen the movie, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Mad world. There's an actor from that who plays kind of a pivotal role in Vegas Vacation. Little hark back and forth to Mad, Mad, Mad World. Oh, that's cool. So I just learned about that recently. Nice. Seen that for the first time. Sick. And yeah, I uh, laughs throughout it for me. I enjoy the story. I enjoy like the luck, Rusty's pure run of luck throughout the whole movie. And Chevy Chase's awful bad luck throughout the whole movie. That's cool. And oh, yeah, it's just cool. It's obviously it's, get a little, yeah, get, get a little Tom Jones. In, no, Wayne Newton. Oh, really? Yeah, with a little Wayne Newton nice. in there. All right, I might have to check this one out then. I've, I don't know why should. I've always stopped at three, just because I was like, I don't know. I feel like the fourth one might not be good. Very fun, easy, lighthearted watch. Damn. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. So we're going to my number two. Going back to horror because that's all I like to live in. All right. We are going with Wes Craven's Scream Four. Ooh. Ooh, do I love me some Scream do 4. Do you really? Have you seen Scream 4? I watched the first 15 minutes of it and decided I wasn't in the mood for it at the moment. And ah, ooh, man, that opening didn't get you? That, that's, <laughs> it got me in a... I wasn't in the mood for yeah, it. Yeah, I got time. you in the wrong way. So I'm a Scream fucking junkie. It's right after Halloween. It's my favorite slasher franchise. Okay. I love Wes Craven. I think he's amazing. And I love Nightmare on Elm Street. But what he did with Scream was out of this world. First one, I will always hold at the highest esteem. Um, love the first one. Yeah, love the first one's leaps and bounds the best one. I think I'm feeling a little woozy. Yeah, it's I can quote it all day. It's, oh, it's, it's brilliant. Kevin Williamson, at his peak, so good. Uh, I really enjoy Scream 2 a lot. I think it's a really good sequel, and for the longest time, I was always like, oh yeah, Scream 1's best, Scream 2's number two. Don't really enjoy Scream 3 that much. I, mm. I don't hate it. I think there's some good stuff with Sydney. Okay. I, and but Kevin Williamson didn't write it. It's the only one he didn't write. So even though we had Wes Craven, I'll concur there. It got too silly. It tried to be funny when it wasn't. Some of the characters, were, you know, it's just like it was too much. It, it, it got a little too scary movie for me, and a little less uh, scream. That's the one with James Silent Bob, right? Yeah, James Silent Bob show up, and then we have a long gap. We got an 11 year gap with no scream, and then they come back. Kevin Williamson writing again. Wes Craven writing again. And it's not perfect by any means, but I, this one went right up there as my second favorite after the first Scream. I uh, love the whole, every single, back to like in the teens in a, in a movie like this, I think this new generation cast is the first one that holds up to the first generation cast. Like the friends in Scream 2, I don't think they were as good as Skeet Ulrich and, and uh, right. Matthew Lillard. That, that was part of the reason why number one. Was the, the, the best, yeah. The best. So I think this is the the closest they got to hitting something that good. Hay Hayden Panettiere, I can't say her okay. name. She's amazing. Yeah. Got Rory Culkin. Yeah. You know, they went to Culkin Farms, They're plucked themselves up a Culkin. Pl plucked a new one. Yeah, just gra brought him to set. Went to, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, I can't remember the rest of them, who they are, but I just thought it was awesome. It was a great return to form. It was fun that enough time had passed since the original three where they actually had something new in the horror genre to comment on. I thought the meta humor by part three was getting real stale because There's they spent all their much. good shit on the first two. You know, like there was just nothing fresh to write. How do you how do you riff on the horror movies to reinvent something when you're the one who reinvented everything for the future yeah, horror makers? Exactly. Like so many movies copied Scream that it was no longer cool for Scream to make fun of stuff because everything was doing that. Right. But like now we just 2011 was right at the tail end of the Platinum Dunes remake trend, you know, where we were getting... Every single big movie was getting a remake mm -hmm. during that era, and that's what horror became, so now... And reboots, and so this was kind of a reboot that was making fun of that. And I think, you know, again, not perfect, but 
hits a lot of good points, has a lot of good scares, and Sydney Prescott to me is the greatest final girl in all horror. Yeah, I'm. T- I love you, Laurie Strode. Best one. I think. I think. Oh, Sydney Campbell is so good, and mm. the way ne- Sydney Campbell. I just did Nev Campbell and Sydney Prescott <laughs> together. Uh, the way Nev yeah. Campbell puts them together is she's so good. Okay. And the greatest moment. I know this is just a tiny little moment, but it's it, it means everything. I don't like when sequels betray characters. You know, sometimes characters learn something in one movie, and then the next movie they do something that contradicts it. Right. And I'd be like, you already kind of went through this. Why are you stupid enough Not to... Not learning fo-? those life lessons. So, Scream 4, the greatest moment. It's Sydney's walking out of the upstairs bedroom. She looks downstairs. She sees a dude in the Scream mask. Like, it's the first time she sees, oh shit, it's happening again. Yeah. She fucking knuckles up and sprints down the stairs and headbutts oh. this motherfucker in the chest. And I'm just like, and then, you know, they tussle and he gets away, but yeah. I'm just like, that's motherfucking, that's, that's, I've been through three movies, Sydney. She's Finally. like, fuck this, fuck you. You know, like, it would, it would have been a betrayal of the character to if like, she ran away. Yeah. And I know that's small, but it was like little things like that that got me so amped. I'm like, oh, these, Kevin Williamson cares. Like, he's actually writing a good All sequel right. here. About, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Showing that evolution. Exactly. So I think Scream I 4 think is that. underrated. I, uh, such a shame Wes Craven passed away. Uh, the Scream TV series was fun, but it wasn't nearly as good. And I'm excited about Scream 5. I can't remember their names, but it's the Ready or Not people making it. So I think the tone of that movie was perfectly screaming. Gonna hold out a little bit of hope for 5 then. Yes, I think 5 there's a chance. You know who's going to be in it? Uh, everyone's returning. Right. Everybody. Everyone who's alive. Everyone who's alive. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. But, like, Nev Campbell's back. Like, she didn't die in Scream 4. So. No, well, now you ruined the ending of Scream 4 for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that you, you, uh, I guess you already did tell me. Yeah. Oh, and the girl. ending is awesome of Scream 4. Like, the, the killer reveal. I won't say anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, each movie has a killer reveal. Right. The first one's still the best one. When you find out who the killers are in that one, it's the best. I guess you could say it's a bit of a screamer. Yeah, exactly. This one, second best one. All right. So, I got to give it to Scream 4. Check it out. Awesome. I'm going to take a look. All right. We are up to our final ones. Number one. I think let's save our honorable mentions till the end because I don't want to, like, what if one of our honorable mentions is our other one's part right, one? Right. So let's just leave, leave it at where we're at. Devastating blow to my I'm wondering if we're going to have the same one because I'm surprised you haven't said this yet. Oh, I wonder. So I'm so curious there's, what there's you're going to say. There's a couple other ones. That I'm not sure if you're going to be sticking with horror for number one, but. I'm not sure. So, no. David Simon, you got to give us your number one. All right, David Simon, it's been a long road. Yes, what it is has, your, Mr. Mavra. What is your all-time favorite part four? My all-time favorite part four is one that, another one that you may say is a little controversial. Oh. And some people may not necessarily call it a part four, but in my... Oh, we don't have the same pick. Go in ahead. In my opinion, I fully think it is a part four. All right. And I am choosing... Dogma, Ooh. aka Jane Silent Bob, part four. Part four. <laughs> Controversial. Yes, sir. I do remember. Actually, shit. I, why didn't I see this coming? Because you actually asked me. We tried not. To, did. We didn't talk about our list, but we said part fours can be tricky to figure out. Like, what the fuck is? Yeah, I wanted, what is Spider Man four? Blah, like, blah blah. Is Bad Grandpa? Yeah, you asked if, if Bad Grandpa was Jackass four, and I did say no to that, but I did allow Dogma because Jane Silent Bob do have. Storylines that continue from one they movie do. to the other. And it's one of my favorite continuations and just unexpectedly turning it into a sequel for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, With, uh, I, I didn't see this one coming at all, even though you told it to me. Yeah. But that's so, great. I love Dogma, too. I love, uh, you know, every Kevin Smith movie before that, Jane and Silent Bob are there. Yeah. They're 
I guess, an integral part to his stories and his universe. Uh-huh. And, yeah, the story continues and leaves off with uh, was Chasing Amy, which you did on the show. Yep. At the very end of it, they're at the diner, Jane Silent Bob, Ben Affleck, the famous Chasing Amy speech. Yep. And right after that, Jay says something about, come on, we got to get out of here. We got a bus to catch. Exactly. And, and where they end up going, you find out in Dogma. It's the only time they're not in Jersey, basically. Because of some fuck named John Hughes. <laughs> yeah. They end up trying to find a town called Shermer. Is it Shermer or Sherman? I think it might be Shermer, but I don't actually know. We'll go with Shermer, Illinois. Yeah. That's the way it sounds like when Jay says it, at least. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you know what we found out when we got here? <laughs> there is no Shermer. There Illinois. is no such place as Shermer, Illinois. <laughs> Do not try going there. Uh, but that's awesome. Why is uh, Dogma your favorite of the View Askew Kevin Smith movies? I didn't say it's my favorite. Oh, uh, my bad. Askew, oh, sorry, but it's my sorry. favorite part four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. But what, what, why, why do you like it so much, I guess? Besides the Jane Silent Bob stuff? Like? I think it's a great, clever story. Yeah. It's um funny. you got some good actors in there. The the whole speech about John Hughes is one of my favorite little movie moments. Uh-huh, Just yeah. the, the humor of it and the way that it ties into Chasing Amy, which is another one of my favorite movies. So I was really happy, actually, when I got to listen to your podcast about that. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. love... Yeah, I've always said uh, it's always Clerks, Chasing Amy, and Dogma are always my three favorites. Right. Like, I don't know which one I could pick as my favorite, but those three are the ones I watch all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, Very watchable. Yeah. And Dogma, to me, it seems like it was like the peak of... His ability to you make his silly ass movies, but make it seem so legitimate. Because you have yeah. like Alan Rickman's, oh yeah, and and you know not that the budget was amazing, but like his effects never really were. It, it, it comes out looking like a piece of art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like That's you know everything else was kind of independent and run and gun, and this feels like a real, a real a Hollywood little, movie. More money behind it, some bigger names in it, but it still just has a giant poop monster like it's still kevin smith you know it's not like i'm not saying yeah. he sold out like i'm saying he got to marry the two things definitely perfectly that's why i like it and plus guy uh, chris rock uh, was so good he's great yeah so fucking fun you, get, you also get george carlin yeah it's george always nice carlin. when you get to see someone letting george carlin act yeah i would i'd like, kevin smith has talked about putting uh, like i've heard someone ask him in an interview like how did you always get george carlin in your movies like you know like wh how did you always get him and he was like george carlin loves to act and nobody knows that so no one ever asked him to be in movies right. but he'll say yes to anything like he loves to be in movies <laughs> and he's like people just don't know it and i met him once and so i that's why he was in everything like because he was in oh, yeah. uh, jane sunbob strike back jersey girl up until he died like from Dogma on, He's just, he would have put him in every movie had he not passed away. You that's, know? that's awesome because yeah. it's great and seeing I, him act. Yeah, and especially and in like you know Jersey Girl, like some you know it's not perfect, but I actually no. like his performance. I think George Carlin really sells the sad old man who lives alone in Jersey. It's, it's like the role is made yeah. for him. Oh, said, was it made for him? Uh, probably. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine. All right. He says that line at the end. Uh, he's, he says, "Not as much as I don't want to die alone." I honestly mm. did. I almost cry. I'm like this is yeah. crazy. Sorry, we're not talking about Jersey Girl, but. <laughs> Love but, what I love uh, next episode. Oh, maybe, maybe. That one will be fun because a lot of people don't like that movie. So I, I like trying to it's defend like, when I like movies that not right. everyone likes. It's more fun. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, Dogma, man. That's a good one. That's a good choice. Yeah. Um, Linus Morissette is God. Linus Morissette is God. Yeah. So, Affleck and Damon. I'd really like to meet her. It's kind of like the... <laughs> I fucking right over my head and then I caught it on the way back. And I was like, I didn't get that at all. I was like, oh, stop. <laughs> the song oh, with the Shyamalan twist. 
And it feels like because of this movie and Goodwill Hunting, it felt like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were way more of like a twosome. But I think this is like the only two times, right? Where they like, where oh. I had like prominent roles. I'm not, like, Together? You know, yeah, like they've had stuff where it's like, oh, look, they do a scene. Yeah. Like, you know, but I'm saying like. You've got me stumped now. Because everyone always thinks of them as like a twosome, but I'm like, I think there was just Goodwill two Hunting times. was their thing. Yeah, well, they wrote that, so that was like their thing. And then this. Oh, wow. Dogma. Yeah, and then, and, then they, and then like, you know, they just was, were friends. Was Matt Damon in Reindeer Games? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon became born, Ben Affleck became Daredevil, and they moved away. And they moved away. And then, and then they, yeah, they. And then one became Batman. And, and then one became. In that movie, Downsizing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> one got downsized. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, what's the last thing I saw Matt Damon? <laughs> one got Team America World Police. That's true, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Matt Damon. But I, I've, I've seen some interviews where I, 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 I may be making this up. I've seen some interviews where he was responding to the Team America World Police. Oh, I'm, really? Maybe I imagined them. Oh, I got to check that out if that yeah, exists. Don't, I don't, don't know. quote me. Damn. All right, wow. So we had almost no overlap. It was no, only Halloween no. 4. How, I was expecting a little more. I know. I thought this was going to be a lot of like, oh, your 4 was my 2 or some shit like Can that. Can I try to guess what your number 1 is going to be? Uh, yes. That'll so be fun. We're down to the last choice? Yeah. I think you're going to go with um, Child's Play 4. Bride of Chucky? Bride of Chucky. No. No. But you guessed an honorable mention. Okay. I'm going with what I think is arguably the best in its franchise and or toe to toe for best oh wow mad max fury road Mad. oh i was thinking about that one yeah but i wasn't sure if we were going to be able to consider that one a sequel i do okay george George miller has definitely said that tom hardy is playing the same role that okay uh, what's his name played that was going to be on my list no oh damn you should have asked me i was going to if if I if it wasn't for I was I was gonna put that one on the list then nightmare would have been removed uh-huh. and the order may have been moved shuffled around, around a little bit yeah. uh, my bad well you know but it's, in, it's in theory we know we you got, love it we got yeah. more of a variety we got to talk about more movies yeah, and definitely. you can still talk about it as much as you uh, want no problem but fuck me is Mad Max Fury Road that's a God great film amazing I didn't grow up watching Mad Max I was always aware of it from pop culture but I hadn't seen them before oh yeah so when I saw Fury Road in 2015 it was my first Mad Max movie. Just like the rest Same of America, here. yeah. But. Just like the rest of America blew my tits off. I was like into it. Watched it a bunch, and then it wasn't until probably two years ago I copped the whole collection on Blu-ray. It's like an eight-disc collection. It has everything. Like you know, and I sat down and I watched all the Mad Maxes. How do you feel about Tom Hardy versus Mel Gibson? Um, that I have to give it to Mel Gibson, but I kind of don't think Fury Road is really Max's story. So like he's, okay. he's I'm cool with it because he's not he's not really that important to it as much Fair as Furiosa is. I like that. Um, but yeah, the the accents are a little more understandable. <laughs> yeah, it is Fury Road. <laughs> um, that well, horrifying guitar man. Yeah, watch watching through all of them though. Have you seen all of them or no? No, all of them. No, no, I've, uh, I've seen you know the first. Yeah. And- the first, the first one's the weirdest. It's it's a really crazy movie to watch, but it is like independent as fuck and very different than the rest of them. I think that's what prevented me from going further. Yeah, it's 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 actually kind of interesting when you watch it though, because it's the world hasn't really like quote unquote ended yet. So civilization oh. civilization is still holding on. So Max is actually a cop. There's still cops, but highway bandits have pretty much taken over where they live, which is it's it's Australia, but they don't right. really say that. 
So it's like there are still regular people, but basically anytime you go out on the road, you risk like bandits hunting you down. And there's way more bandits than there are cops. So it's like you're watching the very last bit of civilization as it lets go. And then that movie kind of ends with Mad Max saying, fuck being a cop. I'm going to be Mad Max. And like, it's like, oh, shit. It's like an origin story. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. It is very independent, very low budget. And it's a little weird. It's not like, it's not the funnest movie in the world. But it's worth a watch. When I saw Road Warrior, holy shit. That's the one where I think it might, maybe might be better than Fury Road. Ooh, interesting. Road Warrior, I couldn't believe that I spent my whole life not watching that movie. Gotta check it out. Glad I have another one. Yeah, and then Thunderdome is fucking a ball. It's good. It's a good time, but it's definitely the worst one. <laughs> it's PG thirteen, which sucks. It's the only one that's not R rated, and it's just like it involves him saving these kids, and it just becomes a little too lost, uh, like a uh, hooky and Peter. Like it just becomes a little too like I don't know what they were trying to do with Max in that one. A little campier. Yeah, but I do dig it. Tina Turner, Thunderdome. There's a lot of good, 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 good shit. Like don't sleep on Thunderdome. But in a series of all great movies, it's probably the worst one. Right. And then Fury Road. That's what we're getting to. I was just building up to it. There, this movie. When was the last time we watched it? Like, it's like, I watch it every couple of years, and I'm always like, what am I doing? I should watch this every morning. It's been a little while. Oh, uh, dude. It's fucking... I, I rewatched it, like, a couple months ago. These, George Miller, he's in his 70s. He's... Him and Martin Scorsese, the only people I've ever seen. And maybe... Eastwood, who make movies in their 70s that still feel like they're like 40 years old. Like they're, they have this energy to them that usually young people have, you right. know? So it's very cool. So. Well, actually, I saw something interesting about that. I think it was the director wanted his ed- uh, wife to edit the film. Uh huh. And she had no experience editing action films. Oh, shit. And that's why it came out so interesting. And I think she won an award for it. Oh wow! I, 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 granted, I haven't done my research on Fury right. Road besides the DVD stuff, but um, that's fucking crazy. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, she, like she was hesitant. She didn't want. I don't think she wanted to. I might. Uh, I might be adding more to the story than there is. Yeah. Hey, just a little little golden word in podcasting. Throw a little allegedly on there. Nobody can say nothing. Allegedly. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you're wrong, it doesn't matter. The, the legend has it that. Oh, uh, that's great. Fuck it, Fury Road did the the witness me shit. Like everything about this movie instantly became iconic. Like, was, yeah, visually, like it's the the guitar man is just uh, the guitar nuts. man. Oh, the red pajama guitar man haunts my dreams. Yeah, it's... what what they, uh, he had a special name and everything. Oh, did he? I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, dude, when when and Morton Joe, he's Morton Joe. You know what's cool about Morton Joe? The guy who plays the main villain in Mad Max One plays a Morton Joe. So even though it's a different character, they got the same actor to right, come back forty cool. years later, and like so, it's he he was Toe Cutter in the first movie. Toe Cutter <laughs> was the main bad guy. But yeah, what dude, kind of what kind of talcum powder you think he was using? I don't know, but it's clearly the good kind. He had that good <laughs> shit. But yeah, I love the story of this one. Can love I, the world. Go, can go I just on. go just make one comment? Yeah, the most inefficient water distribution method i've ever seen absolutely but i think it's on purpose oh, I, I don't think oh, he wants them to get a lot of water i don't think so either yeah i think he wants them to get just enough he, to survive it's kind of like his uh monday night raw he gets to watch people fight exactly what dirt water yeah yeah, yeah for dirt water or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> well he's got that dope line when he's talking to his people brainwashing them and he says like don't let yourself get addicted to water you know he's like it'll make your body betray you and think you need it and like you know that's how he's like brainwashing these people to them being like oh i don't even need water you know like yeah. meanwhile that's fucking crazy addicted to water <laughs> like, like you, they only said the people who are fucking about to die from i would 
die in a day in this world. Oh my god, oh, dude! Like two gallons of water yeah. a day. You, you, oh. you, no one drinks more water than you that I know. <laughs> so yeah, you'd, you'd go down. Um, but yeah, Char- dude, Charlize is one of my favorite actors, period, of all time. I love her, and I think she crushes those Furiosa. I love the world. And when you watch all four in order, it's fun to see. Like I said, the first one is the end of real civilization, and it crumbles. Mad Max 2, there's nothing but little camps. So he finds camps of people set up, like maybe 20 people set up tents and build shelters out of whatever they can. And then they have little camp and settlements. Part 3, they start to have civilization. So that's where Thunderdome is. And they Mm. have like mayors, not mayors, but like leaders. It's still a little wild, but it's a little bit bigger. So now we're talking like 200 people. And then now in part 4... Morton Joe runs a whole compound and like it's the most advanced we've ever seen the civilization so there's cave system they got exactly so like when you watch it from when you watch it you watch like regular civilization die and then each movie just adds more to the world without telling you much and I like them I like these movies they all stand on their own the end of one movie doesn't bleed into the next ever but there's little pieces that make them sequels and I love it and yeah and Tom Hardy's 100% the same Max who's gone through all the shit that Max has gone through very cool and all his hauntings Haunted by the dreams. Yeah, and as a lover of special effects and car f- and you know car crashes and not doing that shit in the computer, this is the best example you could this get. This is one of the first times in like recent history where they did something on such a grand scale, right? I think so. Like just in terms of yeah, the the money and the yeah the grand scale of it all and the amount of vehicles exploded. And right. They really would just use the special effects and computer effects to enhance things, but never to be the effect. And I think that's when special effects are the best. When you you do it practically, and then you go in with the computer and make it a little more grander. But if you just make the whole explosion in CG, then it always loses a little feeling. There's a reason neither of us chose Fast and the Furious Four because it's a CG nightmare, dude. Yeah. And they but they learned their lesson that because they did. Five, since five, they they you go minimal, and it's why it's one of the best franchises of all time. But part four stinks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, you got any quick honorable mentions? We, we're, we won't really dwell on them, but you can just kind of like rattle them off, maybe say a sentence yeah. or two. You might, you might get a kick out of this. Yeah. Three Ninjas, High Noon, and Mega Mountain. Oh, terrible choice. <laughs> terrible <laughs> stinks, dude. There's a reason. That, there's a reason. So not so honorable <sighs> mention. Dude, and I just brought up Three Ninjas on our last episode, and now that's going to be the sixth time, sixth time in the history <laughs> of our podcast that Three Ninjas has come up. <laughs> we're going to win some sort of award. No other podcast <laughs> talks about Three Ninjas. <laughs> maybe you should do a Three Ninjas podcast. Next. Maybe. I don't even think I like it anymore i just loved uh, it when i was three well that this is a movie that i i haven't seen granted since i was like 10 yeah or so it was a library rental that's hilarious it's got hulk hogan in it that's it someone does. fights with the yo-yo i think and lonnie anderson's in it yeah you know why i didn't like it as a kid was it, it was re- the first three all came out within a couple of years so i stayed young mm-hmm. this one was a couple years later so at this point i was like three four years older and all the kids were different actors uh, so i was out See, this was, I think, the first one I saw. Oh, And snap. I was on a ninja kick. I was watching, like, Surf Ninjas. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so, remember Surf Ninjas. Um, ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, Three I just ninjas. couldn't. They traded up some kids in each sequel. Like, mm-hmm. some t- like no, like sometimes the kids in two, like, one brother was different than... Ooh. But it was always... Somebody was always there that you recognized. Grandpa's the same. Grandpa's the same. But Mega Mountain, all three kids were brand new. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. What do you think would happen if the grandpa from Three Ninjas had to get into a fight with Mr. Miyagi? I think the grandpa from Three Ninjas would be... Cease to exist, my friend. Mr. Miyagi? Mr. Miyagi. The greatest fighter of all time. His, his like... Hapkido style karate, right? You should be asking if Cliff Booth went against Miyagi, and then and then I might oh, have to. Oh, there's a. 
I think I think no. There's a fight. I think Miyagi would see through his hubris because even though he's Cool Man Cliff, he still he's, he still has a hubris in his. Head. The trick that Bruce Lee fell for in the film. Oh, Miyagi would never fall. This <laughs> is the dumbest conversation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you ever want to just get me off on stupid shit, just bring up Karate Kid. And I'll start. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start babbling. Ooh, but that's uh, like, now you got me thinking about Cliff Booth versus Miyagi. Yeah, we should. I don't know what we should do, but we should, should do something about that. <laughs> should take care of that. Get maybe get the people who... It's like a YouTube show, right? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, how uh, about how about we get MTV to bring back Celebrity Deathmatch? Beautiful. So we can fight it out in Claymation. Done deal. All right. All right. We'll get the letter writing campaign after this. All right. All right. Are there any other honorable mentions? Um. Yeah. Sudden Impact. What is that? A sequel so, to um, the Dirty Harry series. Oh, dip. Granted, um, I'm very, I know very little about Dirty Harry. Not the best in the series by like by any means. Yeah. Some rough parts in it for sure. But 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 worthy. But how? But for at the time it came out, yeah. it was the highest grossing grossing part four in a fr- uh, franchise. Oh, really? To date. Damn. Yeah. It was directed by Clint Eastwood. All right. Um, some people say like the critics at the time were calling it. A Dirty Harry movie with all killer, no filler. Uh huh. But even that is still very cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some um, cool. But there's some good scenes in it. Nice. Some moments I like. Um, any other honorable mentions? Police Academy Four. Ah, uh, also never seen it. it. Follows the formula. Not the best Police Academy. That's why I didn't choose it. It, it does not compare to the first one. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. Yeah. So are there yeah. good, like, is there a sequel that's pretty solid? Like, if you have to be like, what's the next best one after oh, the first man. one? I don't know. None of them, really. None of them. <laughs> There's a reason they didn't make it on my list. And does, does, Isn't Bobcat Goldthwait coming in the second one? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, gotta be get, worth you, something. You get Bobcat, but... It's gotta be worth something. <laughs> Police Academy 4 does have some fun uh little tidbits in it. If you're into skateboarding, uh-huh. David Spade plays a punk skateboarder. Oh, nice. That's funny. That uh, the, the Police Academy 4 is called Citizens on Patrol. Uh-huh. And basically there's like they don't like the crime that's going on, so the Police Academy, they decide to recruit citizens to become the citizen on, citizens on patrol yeah. or cops. And um, David Spade is kind of like, you know, you go to jail or you join the program nice. because he's a skateboarding punk. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you get – but um, his stunt double was played by Tony Hawk. Oh, wow. That's dope. And then you also get uh, Steve Caballero. Oh, yeah. I only know him from the video games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so, great. You get um, dope. some cool little fun skateboarding scenes in that movie. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Any other mentions? No, that's it. How about you? you? Yeah, I got a couple. First one I'll give we said already, so I'll just I'll go through it real quick. Was Bride of Chucky? Bride of Chucky. Yeah, that's Ch- Child's Play Four. I was confusing Child's Play Four with Seed of Chucky. Yeah, for that, a while, that's apparently. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seed of Chucky's a rough watch. Uh, four, <laughs> so, four is solid. A lot of people love Bride of Chucky. It's it's fucking mad funny and fun to watch. But I'm gonna save a lot of this because I got a franchise deep dive on Chucky coming out. Ooh. But I like my Chucky scary, le- more so than I like my Chucky making dick jokes. And this is the start of Dick Joke Chucky. So I'm more of a... I, li- I like them a little more scary. So it's not my favorite. 
So I like Bride of Chucky, but I wouldn't even touch my top. Th- it doesn't even touch my top three. This is another franchise for me where like I've never seen. It's fun. Many bro. of them. Yeah. Aside from Dick Joke Chucky. Yeah. So. Oh man, my top three yeah. all involve shit scary Chucky. Now are we talking Dick Joke Chucky or penal mutilation? Because <laughs> I know that you have a thing against penal mutilation. Thankfully, Chucky doesn't do that kind of stuff, so we're good. He's, he's a wholesome killer. All right. Um, no, not like that damn baby no, that not I that, heard about. Yeah, not that not that baby's day out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, similar similar to my Halloween, I'm not going to reveal my favorites because okay. Franchise Deep Dive's coming, but Brighter Chucky is solid, but it's not... My one of my favorites. Uh, other other two quick honorable mentions uh, for me: Goblet, Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. Oh, I think that's it's, right. I I don't love Harry Potter, but I think that's my favorite one. I uh, that's like the first time that we see Voldemort come alive. It's 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 the first one where it goes into a PG thirteen, so it's a little scarier than the, than the first couple of them. Interesting. And Azkaban's dope. The one before it. That's my favorite. Yeah, that one's real good. Uh, something about Goblet of Fire that I really liked, um, but I don't know enough better about it to talk it's about. Robert it Pattinson, one. right? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, and it was just kind of like scary, man. Like that, you know, the, like it, it kind of like graduated from like, hey, this is a fun children's fantasy to like, mm-hmm. he's getting a little older and he's gonna have to fucking face some demons coming he's up. Touring. So yeah, I dig Goblet of Fire. I, I think it's the, uh, my favorite one. And then last one, um, Endgame, Avengers Endgame. There's oh four, yeah, there's four Avengers movies. Uh, I think it was a solid ending. I think Infinity War is a I like it a lot more, so I couldn't really it's put it on exciting. my list. Yeah, but I think I think it was a solid. Like the last half hour of Endgame though is fucking crazy. Oh. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a really good one. But I like Avengers one and Avengers Infinity War more than it. So I can't quite. I didn't want to put it on my list. But I, I, I thought Infinity I thought it was War. worth talking about. Those are worth honorable mentions. I don't. They slipped my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see any police academy for. No. Uh, That's not even really worth an honorable mention. (laughs) It's worth a silly, not so honorable mention. Hey man, this is love what I love. You never have to never have to explain what you love. If you love it, you'll love it. Oh, I don't love it. Oh, fair enough. That's why it's not on my list. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. And I have one more final honorable mention on my list. And that is John Wick 4. Oh, my God, of course. Hasn't now, come... It hasn't even come out yet, but you know this is going to be great. Dude, there's no way it's not going to be great. Oh, it's going to be so good. I, it so, might even be the best one. Might... Could be. Instead of honorable mentions, you just want to replace your top one with John Wick 4. Maybe I should. Because it's, like, it's, it's going to be there next year. So. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. John Wick 4. Oh, uh, well, sick. Well, I think top five part four is a success, and... You heard it here, folks. If you start seeing other people on YouTubes and podcasts do it, you know who got it first. It's a Love What I Love exclusive. Um, and, yeah, we're going to do more of these, uh, not necessarily part fours, but other fun, weird top fives and bonus episodes in the future. Uh, so, David Simon, thank you so much for being here. It's always a blast having you on board, and uh, we're going to have you on again. Thank you, and good evening. <laughs> and this has been Love What I Love. Top five, part fours. <laughs>